0: I know we're told <clears throat> not to follow the crowd, right? Mama said, well, if everybody else jumped off a cliff, would you do? you kind of, well, depends. well you're, not, you're told not to follow the crowd, right? Well, I don't want you to go against what your mama said, but for just a few minutes, I want us to kind of follow the crowd just a little bit, at least in the stories that we have. The story of Zacchaeus, and before we get to this, the crowd in Zacchaeus, I want us to go back just a little bit. Because in the story before Zacchaeus, the crowd is there as well. Jesus is making his way to Jericho. And if you remember this episode, there's a blind man on the side of the road who hears commotion going on. And he asks, well, what's going on? And the crowd, the people say, well, it's Jesus. He's passing this way. And you may remember the blind man says, oh, okay, this is my shot. And he starts yelling at Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, and all this stuff. And of course, the crowd—they're like, "Well, shh, be quiet. You're gonna get in some trouble. He's gonna think we're crazy, just like you. Be quiet." But he doesn't. He's not quiet. And Jesus responds to him. You remember this story? And he heals them. The blind man has sight after this. And then the crowd says, "Wow, that was awesome." And they praise God. Remember that? Well, now Jesus has made his way into Jericho, and guess who's there? The crowd. And they're there. They're following Jesus. They want to see him. Is this a different crowd or not? Who knows? But they want to see him. They want to hear hear him. Maybe they have something they want to have healed. Who knows? But here the crowd is again to see Jesus. Now, someone in particular is in this crowd today, someone by the name of Zacchaeus. Right. And he wants to see Jesus. And sometimes we have the tendency to say, well, he wants to see Jesus because he, he knows he can be healed, or he knows he can whatever, and we can do that, we can say that, but really all Luke tells us is that what? He wanted to know who Jesus was. Maybe the impression is, I don't know who this guy is, but he must be somebody because everybody's going crazy. But all Luke tells us is that he wants to know who Jesus is. One problem, though, with that, that he can't see Jesus. Can he? Why? See, usually he was too short, right? And obviously that's what Luke tells us, for he was a man of short stature. He was a small guy. But Luke tells us something else first. He wasn't able to see Jesus on account of whom? The crowd. Because he was short. He wasn't able to see Jesus on account of the crowd because he was short. Now, don't lose that. Keep that in your mind. I am I am not suggesting that you know the, the crowd were, were intentionally trying to keep Zacchaeus from from, from seeing Jesus, but the reality is they knew who he was. He wasn't a new guy in town. He didn't just move in. They knew who he was, they knew what he did for a living, they knew he was short, and they knew what they thought about him. So I kind of wonder if, yeah, here comes a short guy. We helped the blind guy at one time, but we're not about to help you out. Y'all with me? I'm not accusing him, I'm just kind of wondering if maybe somebody was doing that in the crowd. Because Jesus, excuse me, that kid couldn't see Jesus on account of the crowd Because he was short. But Zacchaeus has a plan, doesn't he? Okay, I can fix this. I'll run up ahead to where Jesus is going. I'll climb a tree so that when he passes by, I'll get to see who he is. I'll be able to know who Jesus is. When life gives you lemons, right? Make some lemonade or lemon meringue pie, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) Sometimes ingenuity pays off, doesn't it? So here he is. He climbs this tree, and he's there, and who knows how long he's waiting there. Maybe he's way down the road, got to give him enough time to climb. Who knows? But he's there, and then something surprising, I think, happens. He sees Jesus, but Jesus also sees him. And not only does he see him, he calls him out. Zacchaeus, brother, get down from that tree. Because I'm going to your house tonight. I'm paraphrasing, right? But essentially that's what Zacchaeus is saying. And I think that's probably the last thing Zacchaeus ever thought would happen. Because I don't think Zacchaeus was expecting anything. Now sadly, I think many Christians... Ready every Sunday morning and not expecting anything either. But don't let me discourage you. You keep coming anyway because when you least expect it, Jesus says, "Come on down from there because I'm going to your house tonight." Maybe. Can't tell you how many stories I've heard of ministers who received that call or people who who've whatever it was that they needed from God. It happened when they least expected. They were sitting in a pew or somewhere, and that God just, boom. Oh, okay. I'm coming down, Jesus. Now, remember, though, we're following the crowd, right? Zacchaeus is up in the tree, but we're following the crowd. So I want you to think about Jesus has just told Zacchaeus to come down from that tree. And as he's down you know he doesn't want to get scratchy doesn't want his dress to get messed up and everything so he's coming down he's coming down from the tree what is the crowd doing I can't believe he's going to go eat with a sinner like that maybe he, don't, he doesn't know Yeah, the God of the universe doesn't know who Zacchaeus is Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe he just didn't know who he was dealing with. So what are they doing while Zacchaeus is coming down? They are mumbling, and they are just going crazy. Here we are trying to see this man. Here we are because we know who he is. Zacchaeus doesn't even know who he is, and he thinks he's going to go talk with him. He's going to go to his house. This guy is crazy. Zacchaeus is a sinner. And he's not just a sinner. See, this is a particular type of sinner. This is the worst kind of sinner for these people. He is a, this is a special classification, a tax collector. We know about tax collectors, don't we? Biblically. See, most people would thought, yeah, tax collectors, everything they had, they got because they cheated. Everything they had, they got because they took it from somebody else. And that's the worst of the worst. And not only did they take it from somebody else, they took it because they were working for somebody else, too, i.e. the Roman Empire. Y'all with me? It wasn't just a sinner. He was the worst kind of sinner. So here Zacchaeus comes down from that. Final branch. He's made his way down. I know he hears everybody mumbling, but he gets to the last branch and he jumps down in front of Jesus. And it's right there. I want us to stop a second, because for 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 many, for a long time, for many preachers, this is that curveball hanging over the plate. Right? It's just right there, and you right out of the park. And preachers will preach this text to death. Because, or to life, however you want to look at that. Because it seems so obvious. Right? Here's this sinner. Here's this tax collector. And Jesus has called him by name. And how does the tax collector, the sinner, respond? He says, well, Jesus, I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm a new man. I'm going to do new things now. And the preacher says that, sees that and thinks, yeah, I'm going to preach that every week. Because there is something about repentance that is Key to our faith, isn't there? This turning around of where we're going or where we've been. It, it, it's there. It's obvious. It seems so obvious. And I, and I want you to think about repentance. And I'm going to tell you about repentance. But I'm also going to suggest that maybe Luke was showing us something else with Zacchaeus. What does Zacchaeus say? You might want to look at it real quick. When he jumps down from the tree, what does he tell Jesus? Yes, verse 8. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. There's that that obvious sense of repentance. And this is how I'm going to live from now on. But the problem is the way his response is worded is kind of confusing, at least in the in the original Greek text, the original Greek language that it was written in. Because it can either be taken as some future action, something that I will do, what it says, right, for most of our translations I will give to the poor. But it can, though, be taken not as something future, but as something right now. And and, and most people who study this are, who knows what it means? We're not exactly sure. Now, we've always assumed we take it the first way, repentance, boom, we're done, we can go home before 12 o'clock, too. But maybe there's something else. Because do you see the difference there? If Zacchaeus is coming down from that tree and he says, this is what I will do, yes, Jesus, you've changed my life. But if he's telling Jesus something that he does do. Already, maybe there's some kind of communal aspect of of relationship there that Jesus and Luke are showing us. You see, because the people thought of Zacchaeus as a what? As a sinner. So guess how they treated him as a sinner. So I think maybe, in other words, when Zacchaeus jumps out of that, that tree, the people have already told Jesus who they think Zacchaeus is. And so maybe Zacchaeus is saying, no, 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 no. They got it all wrong. That's who they think I am. But this is what I really am. I give to the poor. And if I find out that I have messed with anybody, I repay them back for." Times. That's who they think I am, but this is who I really am. One way to translate Zacchaeus' name is righteous one or innocent one. Yet he stands accused by the crowd. Have you ever been misunderstood? You ain't the only one. Salvation, Jesus said. And understand this. We make a lot of big deal about salvation, right? Jesus came to preach salvation all this stuff. And yes, it's true. But do you realize in the four gospel accounts, four accounts of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, all that stuff, Jesus only mentions the word salvation twice. Once in the gospel according to John and the other time in the story that we read here. Jesus said salvation has come to this house today because of what? Why? Because he is a son of Abraham. Salvation has come to this house today because he too is a son of Abraham. Of Abraham. Now, let me clear the air because some of us can relate to Zacchaeus if this is the true side of the story. Because some of us have been called sons of a lot of other things in our life. But remember this. You see, Luke remembered Zacchaeus as a short, rich guy. The crowd remembered Zacchaeus as the sinner. Even Zacchaeus thought of himself uh, of a pretty nice guy an okay guy but Jesus says none of that matters salvation has come today because he too is a son of Abraham he is a child of God I don't know what other people have tried to tell you that you were or maybe what they've tried to tell you that you weren't but let me remind you what Jesus reminded Zachariah and that Zacchaeus, excuse me, and everybody else in that circle. You are a child of God. Maybe they said you weren't good enough. You weren't smart enough. Maybe they said you weren't faithful enough. You didn't give enough of yourself. So therefore. You're nothing else. But Jesus says that when you go home today, you go home with salvation, not because of what somebody else said about you, not because of how nice you think you might be, but only because you are a child of God. The crowd told Zacchaeus who he was, but Jesus reminded him of who he really was. You are. Are mine. Y'all with me? You see, now, this is where I want you to stop following the crowd again. Go back to listening to mama now, because he, here's something that I think we miss if we just think that this is a, about one guy's repentance and new life. That's the easy way and, and, and a positive way, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But the more difficult way to read this text, and what I think might be just because of that fact, what Jesus might be showing us, the more difficult thing to do is to realize, where have I been the crowd? Where have I been the one to sort of keep Jesus away from somebody else? Somebody else who was was a little short. They couldn't see Jesus on account of me because they were short. Or because I don't know, they didn't make enough money. Or because they were a different color. Because they had on different kinds of clothes. Because they believed a different way. Because they voted a different way than I voted. Oh, it makes sense now, doesn't it? I want you to think about that. But I want us to figure out how it is that we keep other people from seeing Jesus. Maybe we need to change our opinions about some folk. Maybe we need to give someone a second chance, or maybe even a seven times seventh chance. Maybe all we need to do is remind ourselves that I may not get along with that person. I may think that person is... I may never vote for that person, but that person or those persons are children of the living God. So maybe we need to think about the words we use, the way we carry ourselves. Realizing that when we do, realizing that when we do, when we are actually getting out of the way to let someone through to see Jesus, That we just might be the only person willing to do that for them. And so what happens if we don't? In Jesus' name, amen.